This episode of Dr. Diaries has been brought to you by Medical Mecca, a new health practitioner owned and run online platform that involves individual health practitioners creating an online profile similar to Facebook or LinkedIn to make it easier for prospective patients to search and book into a suitable healthcare provider. Medical Mecca also allows for any health practitioner listed on the platform to send referrals to each other quickly, safely, and effectively. Medical Mecca are currently offering a three-month free trial, as well as the opportunity to win two tickets, flights and accommodation for the 2023 International Conference on Medical and Health Sciences, being held in Rome, in 2023. Check out their social media and website for information. Uh, these will be listed in our episode notes, but also if you would like to just hop on to medicalmecca.com.au. Welcome to The Doctor Diaries, a podcast which will take you behind the scenes of the intriguing medical world. Join me, Hanya Rothersby, an experienced business consultant in the medical sphere, as I chat to our guests who will take us through their insights, experiences and ideas as an expert, thought leader and trailblazer in this exciting medical world. Welcome to the Dr. Diaries podcast. I'm here today at the Australian Society of Cosmetic Dermatology Conference, being held at the Crown in Melbourne, Australia. It's so exciting to be able to see people in person, face to face. Um, And today on the podcast, I have a very special guest, the amazing Michelle Carney. Michelle is the Managing Director of the Bella Media Group, Her business portfolio includes the leading consumer and business-to-business print and digital information channels in Australia for aesthetic enhancement, cosmetic surgery, health and beauty. I must disclose, I have known this amazing woman for many, many years, and she, I'm so privileged to have you here today. Welcome, Michelle. Anya, it's so nice to finally be here. I've been watching your uh, doctor diaries for a while and thinking, I want to be a doctor. But now that I know that it's such a wide reach, I'm excited to be here. Now, you worry me a little bit when you say you've known me personally for a long time. No secrets today, okay? No secrets. Okay, so, well, some slip through. It'll be just to the the joy of our listeners who'll get to some inside scoops, which will be fantastic. Censored. Censored. (laughs) Well, Michelle, you're an amazing woman and you're doing so many amazing things in the um, marketing and digital media space, but... What I think a lot of people aren't aware of that you've got your journey to get here is quite an interesting story. So tell us, tell me about your journey about getting here. Well, gosh, I think uh, I think I'm one of the veterans of the industry now. You know, um, I first started with a consumer magazine, which was actually the first in the world. Mm-hmm. It was called Cosmetic Surgery Magazine, 
And um, the whole idea behind it was uh, when it started in 1998, uh, people used to go away on a holiday and come back looking remarkably refreshed. Mm. And that was, you know, the secretive nature of cosmetic surgery. In fact, when I started, there wasn't even Botox, can you believe it? Mm. I remember in the first issue, it was, you know, all about collagen replacement therapy. That was it. Wow. Um, so we've, we've come a long way since then. But... Look, the interesting thing was I was uh, actually a little bit crucified in the media um, when I started it. I, I, they invited me on the 7.30 report and the first question was, you know, like, how do you feel um, making money out of women's vulnerabilities? Oh. You know, you're preying on women's, um, you know, insecurity about their appearance. You know, how do you address that issue? And I, I was quite shocked because for me it's all about, you know, if you're going to have something done to your body, A, it's your choice, it's not for somebody else, but B, you want to do your research, you know, and there was nowhere for people to do research. The only place that they could do research was either talking to friends who had had a similar procedure or actually going to the doctor. Whereas today, you know, everybody wants their research done before seeing a doctor and it's all about informed decision making. You know, there was there was really no such thing. It was secretive. It was not talked about. And, uh, you know, it was something that, that people were not proud to discuss. Not like today. It's mm. like, you know, oh, my oh. God, look at my boat. You know, look at this, look at yeah. that. You know, yeah. it, it was just very different. So we went from strength to strength. Um, it grew. Uh, people appreciated the fact that there was a place that they could do research on. Um, we always recommended that if they wanted to see a doctor, they should go and have, you know, a consultation with three different doctors because if a doctor does, just for example, say a breast augmentation in this way, if you didn't see another doctor, you wouldn't know that there was another way mm, or if you hadn't true. done your research, you yes. know. Did, so, well, I, did we even have Google back then? I don't even know. No, it's no. just pre-email, please. You know, you know. Uh, Michelle, it's very interesting that your the way you sort of approach this was very scientific. For a media person, tell me, where's, where's well, this scientific? That's, yeah, yeah. well, that is that is my background. So I actually worked 20 years as a pharmacist. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it was one of those things. I loved pharmacy. I loved dealing with people. I loved helping them. But, you know, as pharmacy now is going through a problem with, um, you know, the national health system, to me it was becoming less and less about people. And so uh, I've always been a good writer I was always doing uh you know freelance for luxury travel magazine for Australian oh, wow. art collector and this <laughs> did just... you get to travel with that freelance oh did I oh yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> it was fantastic you know I had a trip on the QE2 we went to you know it was fantastic we got taken for a week in Slovenia by the tourism you know everywhere all of the beautiful places and it was really luxury travel it was a hard gig honey you know mm. <sighs> Had to do it. Oh, you poor thing. I know, I'm glad I you know. suffered for us so we I can know. find out the Let me tell you about the caviar. On. No. <laughs> no, it yeah, was fantastic. Yeah, do tell me about the caviar. Oh, my gosh. No, Especially no, with the last great. two years, I think we're all still dreaming of the yeah. actually going somewhere oh, and enjoying something. How somewhere. exciting is that? Um, but so so, so yeah. the, the consumer side of it was groundbreaking and it was new. So you were giving information directly to the public yeah, so about this, was this a, area early days. consumer magazine. Right. And so then... As it started to become much more mainstream, which obviously now it's totally mainstream and part of really, I guess, even the beauty and aesthetics industry, every magazine started to have it. You know, New mm. Idea had their, you know, cosmetic surgery lift out, you know. And I remember the day that I saw um, Nature and Health magazine. Nature <laughs> and Health magazine had a cosmetic surgery. I thought, you know what? 
it's time for me to change. And so... <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> like, you know, like, uh, everybody's got it. Right, um, right. And so, you know, really then um, in the US and also in the UK, there were magazines, trade magazines for doctors where, you know, doctors are busy, they don't have a lot of time, uh, they want to buy a, a new device, you know, so what they would have to do is ring every company, get the information from them. So what we did, we thought, okay, we're going to do a trade magazine for doctors. Um, it has interesting things, you know, what's happening you know, by the government, changes in regulations, um, best practice, you know, um, you, you've been featured in it as well. Oh, yes, you? and you know? yeah, thank you for including me. But, it's you been know, great. You're really are... upfront with, you know, up to date with the latest and greatest, which is great. Well, I think the thing is, you know, doctors do medicine, they come out as a doctor and then they're thrown into business. You know, they really don't have the training and that's where, you know, services like yours yeah. and other people that we feature, yeah. uh, the doctors have to, they have to trust you because that's your area of expertise. Yeah, well, the smart ones anyway. Because, <laughs> you know, no, because, you know, they understand their expertise is that and that's yours. Yeah, and so, you're quite right. So, yeah. I mean, you're, you're bringing very valuable information because they've spent so many years in training to become best at what they are. So, that's right. you know, I suppose through my business consultancy. That's what and, you've done. And, yeah, you I've know? done, but also you have done yeah, in bringing right. this information to them. Yeah. And it's really accurate and up-to-date. Well, I think as we've discussed before, it, the years of experience are what counts, mm. you know, and this industry has evolved a lot. But when you've been there since the beginning, we understand where it's coming from, where a lot of people that come into it don't really understand the psyche of patients, yeah. the psyche of doctors, the importance of a consultation, you know, how how to look at their bottom line. You yes. know, a lot of doctors think, oh, you know, selling is a dirty word. It's not selling. You know, what you're trying to do is, you know, optimise your patient's outcome. Exactly, you know? exactly what you just said there. It's, And that's what they're trained to do. That's why they're in this area. Yeah, absolutely. It's for the best result for, the, for their actual patients. Yeah. Well, I guess for me that was what also stemmed from being a pharmacist. It was trying to to give information to people for them to get their best outcome you know and i think you know like you know a lot of people that met me they were like oh and they sort of look at me and they're like oh you're you're the editor of cosmetic surgery magazine we thought you'd be more sort of you know done <laughs> and i was like well no the, the magazines you know like to give information not for me to get free stuff you know <laughs> not that i mind it i'm sort of starting to need it but you know oh, that, that's a whole I don't think thing. so you look amazing no so. but you know what i mean it's yeah. it's really about that and so now with the doctors you know what we try and do is sort of give a lot of information to them because you know a lot of doctors like other industries industries being a pharmacist i understand it you are often isolated from your colleagues yeah. you know and so you don't really know what's going on you don't know oh i didn't realize you know you use that system how does that work for mm -hmm. you or mm -hmm. you know what do you i mean anything even from you know HR contracts to what do you pay you, you know, so that sort of thing is important for them. We also have a lifestyle thing, you know, and the next one is all about travel because we yeah, can, you travel, know. <laughs> travel, oh my gosh. And um, yeah, and look, we really are the only trade magazine in Australia where um, the pharmaceutical companies can advertise Schedule 4s. Mm, that, that is very unique and so... Well, Australia is unique in the fact that Schedule Force can't be advertised, yeah. and so with the legalities and regulations, um, the magazine must be addressed to the registered healthcare practitioner. So it has to; it can't be addressed to you know ABC Clinic. It has mm. to be Doctor So and So or to the nurse. So each of them is individually addressed 
to the healthcare practitioner. That's amazing, actually, that you've been able to accomplish that. that well, sort I, of think, I think, yeah, and I mean, really, our database is, you know, and we wash the database all the time because that's really the most important thing because mm. with anything in marketing, you know, it's your reach, you know. So, oh, 100%. You know, 100%. And, and to be trusted, you know, that's the thing yeah. as well. Yeah. So interesting, Michelle, that you've got that very unique perspective of clinically, ethically, what needs to happen from your scientific background, but you've got this amazing marketing mind and entrepreneurial mind as well. It's, uh, wow, you're a unique, you're a unicorn, I'm going to say. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think the thing is, um, you know, I've, I haven't ever done a formal marketing course, but pharmacy is a lot about marketing. I mean, even though you're a pharmacist, you know, I've managed pharmacies for 20 years and you have to market because a big part of it is is selling the stuff that's not on prescription Mm. and I think it's understanding the buyer's psyche and a lot of people get too close to it so for example companies that come here you know we obviously we do a lot of branding and stuff and and the owner will say I really like that I like that logo and Mm. I said well you know you've got to do a focus group because well it doesn't really matter what you like you know what I mean You've got to see, you know, who your target market is and what do they like, yeah. you know. And I think for me it's easier to stand in that person's shoes than someone who is close to it. So being a consultant in that area is a lot easier. Mm. And, again, it's the experience, isn't it? You know, you know, you, you just innately know what business will work and what won't. I mean, I, you know, one example, you know, a business that came here and, and they had this idea. I said, it's just not going to work. I'm sorry. I, I just – I know – the psyche of the it's not going to work oh yes it's going to work you know will you help us and I said look I, I don't anyway they were unhappy went to another company spent a couple of hundred thousand dollars and went broke in 12 months oh uh, you see you know you just sort of know don't you honey yeah. and, and, and yeah. you can't replace experience with with I, training, to- I totally agree I know um well you know you and I were discussing just the other day that um it is that experience and the journey through, especially in such a dynamic area, yes. such as aesthetics. Yes. It is changing daily. year to year, <laughs> daily. daily. Like Regulations change daily. And you know, the other thing, you know, with um, Aesthetic Medical Practitioner magazine, we often, you know, report on that and doctors will say, I didn't even know that. Yeah. They were like, well, I didn't even know, I wasn't even doing that. Well, they don't know. And look, they're in a... Uh, when, well, the thing is, yeah, well, I'm working with a lot of clients in their businesses and the problem is they're stuck in the building, in the business, they don't have an opportunity because they're, yeah. you know, there's they're the managers, the entrepreneurs, but also the clinicians. So yeah. not many yeah. businesses are that, that they have to be on the tools, yeah, but also right. grow their business and know everything. Yeah. And so work it's really on the great. business, very difficult. Yeah, very, very difficult. But I, I love the industry. I love the people in the industry. Um, you know, I, I love the fact that, no matter how much you know financial reward is in it you know the majority of the doctors still really do care about their patients and their mm. patients well-being you oh. know? and that's hard to keep that you know especially when you know you've got a lot of doctors coming straight out of uni and going into aesthetics nurses you know just studying to become cosmetic nurses even though the financial gain is there they all, to me, are, you know, very few. There's a couple of bad eggs, obviously, in every industry. Oh, yeah, of course. But they really do care about getting mm. their, their patients the best result. Yeah, and that's what I find because they've gone into medicine, yeah. or, you know, or in that clinical yeah. area. Yes. Because they have a genuine interest yeah. in helping yeah, that's others right. achieve whatever they need to I achieve. I think on the whole that's, that's right. You know, it's very easy... Um, 
one bad egg, one bad report, you know, it, it can taint the industry in the eyes of the consumer where it's, you know, a little bit sensationalist and, and it's not really true. Medical mecca profiles are provider run similar to social media, which means if the provider moves clinics or towns, existing and potential clients can find them as their information is provider created and constantly updated. Alerts are also sent out to the health professionals in the area when there is a new profile created for that location, which saves time on marketing. Referrals can also be generated quickly, easily and safely through the platform. For more information, visit medicalmecca.com.au. So, Michelle, this, uh, you, you do an amazing thing there in that with Bella Media and all the things you produce um, for the doctors and the consumers and so forth. In your spare time, what, how, what do you do with yourself? How do, what are your hobbies? Well, it's interesting. I, I, um, I've always played a lot of sport, but... You know, I had a hip replacement. Can you believe it? It was sort of like giving into getting old. I was resisted <laughs> it for so long. And I'm going to tell you, it's the best thing I've ever done. So I'm getting back into that and I'm starting running again, you know. Oh, really? Fantastic. But my main uh, hobby is I've, um, I'm doing my Master's in Ancient History just out of interest because I love it. And oh, um, oh, tell yeah. me more about that. Well, it's a passion, you know, and it, it's so funny. I, I decided I would finally follow my path. Well, when I was leaving school, you know, I said to my mother, I'm going to be an archaeologist. I really want to be an archaeologist. And she was like, yeah, no, there, there, and there are no jobs for archaeologists in Australia, you know. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll be a pharmacist. So you can see that was a true calling. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, and so then finally um, in 2019, I thought, right, that's it. So uh, I uh, tried to get into my master's, you know, at Macquarie Uni and they were like, you know, what's your last degree, you know, pharmacy in 19, something like that, you know. <laughs> and they were like, oh, no, you can't just transfer across, you know, uh, and it's going to take us three months because, you know, all those results aren't even digitised yet. We've got to go through the paper files and find your degree. <laughs> I was like, how old am into I? Into the yeah. archives <laughs> they go, get the box, blow the dust. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where's that plastic surgeon when I'm doing, you know? <laughs> So anyway, so then I had to do uh, two years. I did my postgraduate um, certificate in ancient history and, you know, a little bit of self-boasting, you know, like high distinctions. I love it. But, you know, when you're passionate about something, yeah. oh my it's God. not study, you know. It's not. So I finished that and then they just took me straight into the Masters. And Fantastic. look, I just, it, it's an escape away from everything that we do and I mm. love it. You know, oh. it just feeds my soul and most of my travel is around archaeological sites. And, yeah, you know, how wonderful. We've got Cosmeticon, um, our conference on next week. Yes, tell me a bit about well, that. The, I was just going to say the first thing I'm going to do after that is I'm, I'm going to go to. Where are you <laughs> holding that? Is, is that in Sydney? That's in Sydney, Sydney Australia. Yeah. So yeah. we have it in the same place. And so what's it called? It's, it's called Cosmeticon and it's a boutique aesthetic conference. Okay, so, so you help hold that every year? We held it. This is our fifth year and oh, wow. it's really yeah. grown to be, I think, one of the major boutique conferences in Australia. Congratulations. It's for doctors that's and nurses. Great. We have a great program. Um, so that's that also is time-consuming. I have a great team behind me. But, you know, I'm already sort of planning, like, oh, I think I'm going to go to Cyprus and <laughs> get myself into some, like, ancient, you know, Roman mosaics. I'll feel much better. So oh, it's gosh. funny how we just – we all have a dream. And, you know, I'm very aware, you know, of getting older, especially in this industry. You know, it is quite sort of ageist. Yes. Um, of not giving in to that sort of thing of, of measuring my worth through my appearance. I think we all, you know, as we get older, want to look our best, but it's very infrequently that you will hear a patient say, I want to look young. 
you know, they want to say I look my best. And I thought, you know, getting up there in years, I really don't have a lot of time left, so I better just start doing my passion. And yes, and and I'm I'm feeling great about it. You know, oh, so. congratulations! Yeah, Fantastic. no, it is. It's excellent. Well done. Um, well, coming towards the end of our podcast now, I oh, have introduced a section called Rapid Fire Questions. Uh-oh. So hear me on the spot. I know. Here, here we go. You know. So first thing that comes to your mind, Michelle, what business decision did you make that if you had your time again, you'd handle differently? Well, that's a good question and it's quite sort of close to my heart. I think... Um, you know, what happened was, you know, we had the magazine, that was fantastic. You know, we, we were doing PR for doctors and then we expanded so rapidly and I don't have a business background, right? So I just thought, you know, I'll double the size of my business and, you know, I'll get double the money, which as you know, <laughs> it's not the case, you know. So at one stage, you know, I had 24 staff. I found that I was just, you know, having to be over everything and people asking me questions and I wasn't prepared for it. And then I ended up micromanaging and then the stress of it was that costs were more than I had imagined. And really, you know, it was touch and go for a while. Um, so then I got in, you know, an expert to look at my core business mm. and I just got rid of all of that sort of PR and I've cut down now to uh, my core team, you know, I mean, Deb, my designer, has been with me, working for me 20 years. Oh, wow. Bill, 16 oh, years. Oh, Bill, don't Amy, love Bill? 15 years. <laughs> Richard, fantastic. 14 years. So That's great. And, you know, the nice thing now is they they know better than me. And when we're on deadline, they're like, Michelle, don't you have somewhere to go? <laughs> go and have lunch with somebody. You know, you know, to me, that's the best business. If you're shooed away from your own business because they need to get work done. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. And, and I think, you know, for anybody, I would say don't expand your business too quickly and look at your core business because you can spend a lot of time and effort and have angst and stress for things that are not really adding to your bottom line. Mm-hmm. So my business now, my core business, the magazines, you know, obviously working with the trade to, to reach the doctors, uh, the conference, they're all interconnected and... Uh, you know, I, I'm doing much better than I've ever done before. Oh, that sounds great. Cosmeticon, are you doing one next year? Yes, next year. What what date? Does first weekend in March again. Is it always the same? Always the first weekend. All right, weekend oh, anybody's in March. listening probably would. By the time <laughs> they hear this episode, your Cosmeticon will be over. So we've got. It's a great thing. It's great. Yeah. I mean, it's a really nice mix of learning, you know, seriously networking with peers and fun. Oh, fantastic, know. fantastic. Michelle, rapid, rapid question number two Who inspires you? Look, that's a, an interesting question as well because in today's world, you know, look, I, and I'm going to sort of not really answer the question but answer the question, my goal has been to try and inspire a lot of young women, you know, and I feel really proud that I've been able to mentor. You know, I've had, like, the most amazing women come through uh, Bella Media and they're all still friends they're all over the world I love the fact that they all you know liaise with each other and the reason for that is because I didn't have that inspiration yeah, okay. do you know what I mean yeah. so I I was thrown into in those days pharmacy was a man's world I can remember you know in my first job you know they'd say can I see the pharmacist and they'd come out <laughs> and they'd be sort of gazing behind me trying isn't where's the man yes you know like, yes no no I'm the pharmacist you mm. know um, and so for me, it's been very important because I would have liked to have had a mentor yeah. and so I didn't. Mm. But now when I look at people, I think, you know, there are so many fantastically inspirational women and, it, and it's not 
the famous one. It's the women that just get on. Yeah. You know, they do it. They have a life. They have a family. They're working and they're successful. Yeah. You know, and, and I think the thing is to keep good humour. You know, I mean, everything I do is with laughter and fun. It's true. That's um, so true about you, yes. But when you, when you lose that, your sense of humour, you know it's time to have a break, you know. Very good, very and, good advice, and, yeah. And, um, you know, just try and be kind to people. You know, sometimes it's sort of, it surprises me. You know, people come up and they will say, oh, 15 years ago, you know, you gave me a free ad in, in this magazine and now I want to work with you. I'm like, oh, that's so fantastic. And I'm like, who are you? I don't, I've never seen you before. You know, like, I don't even But it's so funny when you just do things, sometimes they just come back. Yeah. And you and you do feel good about it, you know. Oh, so fantastic. I didn't really answer your question, but anyway. Do you know what? You did. You answered it very, very well. And Michelle, words of wisdom to your younger self. Oh. I think, um, again, that ties in with, you know, I didn't start my business until I was, you know, uh, 39. Uh, I stuck with uh, a, um, you know, a, a profession that I didn't really love. The only thing I stayed in it for was the people, you know, helping the, the patients. Uh, it's just be true to yourself, you know, like how sad is it? You know, like I'm 60 doing a master's, you know what I mean? Like sad, be, it's inspirational. No, but what I mean is, yeah. you know, I would have loved to have done it before, yes. you know. So I think stick to your dream, doesn't matter what other people say. If if that's what makes your heart sing, just do it, you know. Beautiful, well said. So there you go. Well, Michelle Carney, thank you for making time for us today. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, Hanya. And oh, it's my just goodness. Fun. I, I love the fact that you, you yourself are so successful and like me, you know, you have a, a, a great work-life balance yes. and that's what it's about. Absolutely. I think we need to go on a holiday. Oh, no, sorry, a working trip. Oh, what are you talking about? You mean conference? Working trip. Working trip. Conference. <laughs> Get some work done. Absolutely. Anyway. And I'll be there with you, as you know, champagne in hand. I love it. Thank you, Hanya. Thank right. you so Thanks, much. Thanks, Michelle. A pleasure. Thank you for listening to The Doctor Diaries. You can find out more about our amazing guests on our website, hanyaroversby.com.au or join our Instagram page, Doctor Diaries Podcast, to find out more about our podcasts. We look forward to you joining us again.